Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me and this is of course Sha'ban edition. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and like I said we are joined in studio by none other than Sheikh Anwar Adamson. Sheikh, Assalamualaikum and how are you this afternoon? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa amwal alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh, shukran so much for accommodating us for this afternoon inshallah and I did say that if you have any questions in what we are going to be speaking about and that is definitely the recital of Quran and during the month of Ramadan, then you can send through an SMS to 47913. Alternatively, you can send through a WhatsApp message, which is even much easier and more accessible on 072-238-0712. I will now be handing over to Sheikh to introduce the topic, inshallah, and that is on recitation during the month of Ramadan, especially looking at Quran. Sheikh, tafadol. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala Allahumma zidana ilma wa arzuqna fahma rabbal alameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Sister Yasmina and the respected and honorable listeners of the Voice of the Cape We ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us in the month of Sha'ban We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cross khair and barakah And we ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us And may, may we be of the fortunate ones to see the month of Ramadan from beginning to end and we may may we be of those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will set free from the fire of Jahannam. Ameen. Ameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Shahu Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Quran. That indeed the month of Ramadan is the month whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen that He in His infinite wisdom and mercy revealed the Quran to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So indeed, Shah Ramadan, Shah Al-Quran. The month of Ramadan is indeed the month of the Quran. It is the month where we reconnect to the glorious book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That book, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in His book, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna and indeed, for surety, this beautiful Qur'an, this Qur'an, Yahdi guides لِلَّتِهِ أَقْوَمْ To that which is most upright, which is the best, which is most upright. وَيُبَشِّرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And this Qur'an gives glad tidings to the believers. الَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ الصَّالِحَاتِ Those believers who does righteous deeds, good deeds for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we know, in the month of Ramadan, we in t- we increase in good deeds. It comes naturally to us, alhamdulillah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And the Qur'an guides to that which is upright and gives glad tidings to the believers, male and female, those who do well, those who excel, those who do righteous deeds. Therefore, that for them is indeed a great reward. So this is one of the benefits of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It guides a person to that which is upright. And this is a book that is alive. Rasulullah says, encourages us in a hadith. And he says, Iqra' al-Quran. That recite the Quran. فَإِنَّهُ يَأْتِي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ شَفِيعًا لِأَصْحَابِهِ 
that indeed this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that book that we see, those, that book that we see in front of us, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran, with all its pages, when we recite it, Rasulullah alayhi salatu wa sallam said that Quran will be an intercessor, will intercede for the person who recited, subhanallah. And obviously, dear listeners, we need to remember that on the day of Qiyamah, that we all need intercession. We all will be in need of a lawyer. If I could make an example, if you'd allow me to make an example, a person, he goes to the court, he needs a lawyer who knows the law, who will intercede for him, who will argue on his behalf. And subhanallah, the people that recite the Quran frequently and often, and what a great month to start reciting other than the month of Ramadan, which is indeed the month of the Qur'an, Rasulullah said that that very Qur'an that you've recited during Ramadan and even outside the month of Ramadan will be an intercessor for the person on the day of Qiyamah. The Qur'an will argue for the person. Subhanallah. Some encouragement with regards to the Qur'an. The Qur'an, Rasulullah says, obviously, before we get into the hadith, each and every person wants to do that which is good. We have that natural inclination to be good. We have that love and desire to be the best Muslims, the most obedient servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We always strive to be the best. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us advice in a hadith and he says, خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وَعَلَّمَ That the best of you, the most perfect of yourselves, Man ta'allam al-Qur'an is the one who learns the Qur'an. And yeah, we need to emphasize on learning. That there is no shame in learning the Qur'an at an old age. Nor is there shame in learning the Qur'an at a young age. Nor when we come at the age of 30, 40, 50, and even 65, and we want to learn the Qur'an. Perhaps we did not have the opportunity in our youth. We were busy working. We had to find... Like the older generation would say, an ambach, we had to find work, our parents were struggling, and now we never had the opportunity in our youth, in our younger days, to recite the Qur'an and to learn the Qur'an, and we come at the older age, and now, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us, and we realize that we want to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and what better way to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through His book, is through His words, the inspiration in the Qur'an. So Rasulullah that the best of you are those who learn the Quran. Not the person who learns fiqh, not the person who learns hajj, subhanallah. Some of us we go for hajj classes and absolutely nothing wrong with the sister Yasmina for years on end. But that very person he does not make a little bit of effort once a week. Let me find a teacher that can teach me the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is ginormous rewards with regards to reciting the Qur'an that we will discuss inshallah ta'ala. Anwar was stressing the points on Quran as well as reciting it during the month of Ramadan. However, Sheikh, here is a few questions that came through and it says, Assalamu Yasmina and Sheikh just wanted to know if I can recite Quran at work with gloves on without hudu as I'm working with customers which I have to serve daily. So when it's quiet, I normally recite. Is that fine? Alhamdulillah. The question was, can I recite Quran at work Meaning without wudu, wearing glove, me not touching the Quran. This that is absolutely fine. Alhamdulillah, reciting the Quran. Obviously, if the person has a height, this is a completely different story. 
So yes, it is permissible for the person to put on gloves and touch the Quran with gloves and recite without wudu. Alhamdulillah, at least that person will be reciting as she or he is saying that they will be reciting at work. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward her and each one of us and inspire us to recite wherever we find ourselves. Alhamdulillah. Then also looking at the, the fasting in general and Ramadan in general, Sheikh, it says, Salam, a mother has both her legs amputated and has a few illnesses. She could not fast the last two years, but really wants to as she feels she can manage it now. Please advise her, could she perhaps fast or try half day? Bismillah rahman rahim uh, Just to answer the question very briefly, if the person cannot fast, it is some of the scholars have mentioned that it's haram for her to fast if she will put herself in risk or in harm's way if her illness will will worsen. So it will probably on uh, um, the person should know herself, go to a doctor and find out if she can fast. If she can manage one day maybe and one day do not fast but she is exempted from fasting and she will be rewarded for not fasting as Rasulullah says in the hadith whosoever used to do good deeds when they were healthy and when they become ill Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will still reward them as they were doing it when they were healthy and this is encouragement for us to use our health to do as much good deeds as possible so when we do become ill and we can no longer do certain acts of worship like fasting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will still reward that person because he is now ill he's excused from not fasting or not doing certain acts of worship so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will still reward that person May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward that person greatly so as I've said this is indeed an encouragement for each one of us to continuously do good deeds in our youth and when we are healthy. So when we become older and we can no longer do certain things, we will still reap the benefits of that, of that deeds that we used to do. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then there's another question that came through in terms of fasting. And it says, <coughs> Wassalam, I, am, I was born asthmatic and started fasting whole day at the age of five a few years ago. Now, I was told by too many alims that I can't fast while using my pump. I can't go a day without it as I can't even take a bath without using my pump. I'm also diabetic now, but I worry if I'm doing the right thing. So any advice there, Sheikh? The Ashma pump, there are some scholars who have permitted it and we will discuss it insha'Allah ta'ala in depth hopefully next week. There are some scholars that say that the, the, the pump, the Ashma pump does not break the fast and they have the evidences for that. Very briefly if I may, and there are scholars that say that it does break the fast. So we have two big opinions here. I will only just, just but mention, you know, there might be people that it's a contentious issue, so I'll only mention what the scholars have mentioned. Those who say that it does not break, they make clears, they make an analogy that when a person takes wudu, he puts water into his mouth and puts water into his nose. And as we know, when a person fasts, he should not be excessive in doing so. But as we know, when we take wudu, there are still little bit of droplet, drop, droplets of water that remains in the mouth. And sometimes it goes, it goes down. So the Sharia has, has permitted that, has overlooked that. Similarly with Ashma pump, one spray comes, comes to a figure of 0 0.006 millimeters, milliliters of, of oxygen that obviously evaporate before it even enters the stomach. Mm -hmm. So that's not really feeding off the asthma pump. It only goes through the lungs and it evaporates. So based on that, they say it is permissible to use the asthma pump 
based on that analogy that they've made with regards to wudu, do we understand this analogy that that little bit of water that stays in the mouth and that we generally possibly would swallow the sharia overlook that and if you look at the ashma pump one of that puffs comes to a, a, a insignificant amount of of vapor that 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 vaporizes and goes to the lungs it does not even reach the the stomach where the body actually feeds all that but inshallah we will discuss more more of that in detail so we have two opinions some of the scholars have mentioned that you can use the, use the ashma pump where others have said it is not permissible to using the ramadan and it breaks the fast Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We don't have any questions in terms of uh, what Sheikh has been speaking about. However, if you want to send through your questions, you can send it through to WhatsApp as well as our SMS number. For now, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue where Sheikh stopped just before the ad break. And that was when speaking about the recital of the Quran as well as learning the Quran. Sheikh Tafatul. Before I get into that, if I may just um, tell the listeners that Inshallah ta'ala, hopefully in the weeks to come, or the days to come, hopefully Monday, inshallah ta'ala, our slot has been changed to 2 o'clock. So for those who want to tune in, we will be dealing with contemporary issues like your ashma pumps, your injection, inshallah ta'ala. And as I've mentioned, I'll mention the, what the scholars have said and what the evidences are. It doesn't necessarily mean that that might be my opinion or your opinion or the opinion of the, of the voice of the Cape. So yes, we will have, as she has mentioned, and she said she spoke to two alims, and if, if a person on radio... You know, has a different opinion. We should respect that. Not that we're saying <laughs> just the adab of, of fiqh, especially when we are going to get into the fiqh issues. So when we, we will be discussing things on radio, people might have learned contrary to that. So hence, we will try and mention both views and both evidence, inshallah ta'ala, without any contention, bithnillah ta'ala. So that will be next week, inshallah ta'ala. And as I was saying before the break, that we were encouraged to recite the Quran. The month of Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an where we should connect to the Qur'an, to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's amazing that there are so many ahadith, so many sayings of the Prophet wasalam, that says that the Qur'an is sakina, is tranquility. We are in a hustle and bustle. We are in the rat race of this world. The moment a person takes out 10 minutes, he puts off his WhatsApp, his phone, his Facebook, his Twitter, his Instagram, I don't know what other things that people have today. Subhanallah. And he puts away 10 minutes and he recites the Quran. An amazing factor, sister, is that I haven't, I don't know if many people have noticed when sometimes we stand in taraweeh, we stand in our salah, we even recite the Quran, melodiously the, the imam will recite or the person leading the salah or we will recite and sometimes we feel as we say a tearjerker we feel that we want to cry this is of the tranquility that the quran brings so it's incumbent for us to try and get that tranquility that peace of mind when reciting the quran so rasulullah said that the quran will be an intercessor for the person on the day of Qiyamah. And then he says in the hadith that we have started before the break, خَيْرُكُمْ أَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وَعَلَّمَ That the best of you are those who learn the Qur'an. So there is, if a person, as I've mentioned before the break, has not learned the Qur'an in his youth, due to whatever reasons, Alhamdulillah, at your age now, if a person is 60 or 65, he may learn the Qur'an, inshaAllah ta'ala. And make effort so that he may become of this hadith where Rasulullah says that the best of you is who learns the Quran. And there should be no shyness with regards to learning the Quran. We shouldn't say, I'm now 60 years old, what is this person going to think? We, no, 
he should try and find a teacher that he trusts, that has skills in teaching him, and he should try, should try and learn the Quran to be the best. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. However, Sheikh, on that note, in terms of Quran and learning the Quran, you find that sometimes when you are in madrasa, you've learned a specific ayah, or sometimes they, you know, they put in in terms of the teaching, in terms of having a specific ayah recited for you. So you make your less farm. So now you go through that every day, you go through that process every day, so you're in the routine of madrasa, like she has mentioned yesterday, in terms of out of school, into your madrasa clothes, and there off you go. However, you come to a certain stage where you're no longer taking that up because of work and because of certain activities within your life. So now the month of Ramadan comes and most of the dust gets uh, wiped off through our Qur'ans, and we want to open that Qur'an once again, and we go to that famous or favorite ayah in which we actually remember that we recited throughout the time when we were little, but we find ourselves that how come I am stuttering here? How come I am hmm. stuttering there? What are some of the advices that she can give in terms of becoming fluent within our recitation the way it was? It reminds me of a hadith where Rasulullah says that continuously recite the Quran because the Quran runs away faster, away faster from the person than that camels that are tied, and when you untie them. And they run away, they race away. The Quran is of that nature. That when we do not recite the Quran frequently, we don't look off the Quran, we do not tie the Quran, it runs away from us. And this is why we find at times that you've mentioned this farm gemaak back in the day, I knew the surah and now I forgot it. This is the nature of the Quran. We, we are encouraged to continuously recite the Quran because it runs away faster from the person who recites it. If he doesn't look after it, then camels that are being untied. Sheikh, just on that note, <coughs> in terms of the Ramadan being the month of Quran, and also Sheikh mentioning, wanting to backtrack yesterday, where Sheikh mentioned, even if you can't do the a'iuns, you can do the haruf, the haruf of, the, yes. the, of the Quran, and you can go alif bata. However, is this also a way in terms of you can maybe pull out a surah, and you can also do a recite the surah? Whatever good deed we do, Whatever good Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Man jabil hasana falaw ashram thaliha. Whosoever does one good deed, Allah will reward this person ten times. So yes, the person has perhaps started just before Ramadan, he's alif ba ta tha jim, he's now by jim ba, jim ta, jim lam, jim ha, whatever he's busy. That effort is a good deed. Coming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, coming closer and making it easier for him to recite the Quran, in that in itself is also rewards. Because the person could have spent his time with something completely different, yet he spends time with his alif, ba, ta, tha, jim, ba, ba, ta, tha, ja, abba, ti, ham, whatever the lesson is, there's rewards in that as well, for this is a step towards becoming fluent in reciting the Quran. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Now, she has been speaking about the elderly in terms of maybe learning the Quran and so on. Now, many of us are thinking that, you know, I've got an I'm at the age now of I can't, my brain can't anymore. So, what to advise in this uh, situation, Sheikh? Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala ali wa sahabi man wala. I'm glad you mentioned that, alhamdulillah, as you said, the best of you, those who learn the Quran. And as you've mentioned, a person might feel sitting at home that I'm at this age now, I'm 65 years young, I'm 70 years young, and I can't recite the Quran. Is it possible for me to learn the Quran? And the answer is an emphatic yes. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنِ That we've made the Quran easy. And if I may, 
saying from personal experience i've seen that people of a older age an older age they learn alhamdulillah and this is the nature of the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy for each and every person who desires to recite the quran to come close to allah allah makes it easy so yes we might tell ourselves <coughs> Or we are told that when we reach a certain age that we can no longer, you know, internalize knowledge. We cannot learn. It's difficult. No, that is that is not the way with the Quran. And as I've mentioned, on personal experience, I've seen that older people, they can learn the Quran and they enjoy it more. And Rasulullah says that we... The best person, those, the best of you are those who learn the Quran. So if you are of old age, you should not be shy to learn. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy. Obviously, we need to find a teacher with patience, experience, and he with expertise as well. We cannot go just to any person. So we need to check our teachers. We need to find out if this person is able and willing to help an older person to recite the Quran. And for those who are teaching Quran, let us try and have a class for the older generation so that they may also benefit because it's, 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 it, it, it is somewhat unfair that an elderly person sits at home and is excluded and exempted from classes because of his age it's amazing alhamdulillah uh, myself sheikh lukman sheikh waswi we, we teach arabic and we have an older older generation sitting in a class and they grasp the, the concept of arab alhamdulillah on, on an easy and simplistic way so similarly with the quran because if you look at them why do they come to these classes because they want to understand the book of allah same with the person who wants to recite the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy to answer your question and for those listeners of older age there is, it is never too late to learn the Qur'an. Even if we have to start from Alif, it takes a bit longer, but let us make one step, inshallah ta'ala, to become fluent in reciting the Qur'an. So yes, age should not be a factor for us not to learn the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another thing, a person, uh, the, 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 the teacher of Qur'an is always more beloved to the student than any other teacher in this world. Amazingly, they will always mention that this person, hey, of say, the auntie, the Buddha, the Imam, the Sheikh, the Mawlana, and I've mentioned all the titles now. This person has taught me the Quran. And I've seen the connection that they have teacher and student, especially with regards to Quran. They build that bond. As we were told from the Sunnah of Rasulullah that Jibreel used to come to Rasulullah and teach him the Quran. So khayrukum man ta'allam al-Quran, the best of you are those who learn the Quran, no matter what the age, wa'allamahu. And the other person who is the best in the eyesight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who teaches it. So there is so much barakah in teaching any person to recite the Quran. And as I've mentioned, that connection, that they build up teacher and student Quran, that is a bond, an everlasting bond. Up till this day, my grandfather, alhamdulillah, he'll always mention, of all the teachers he's had, all the classes that he has attended, there's one particular person that he will always remember, and he's al for me see, Taibuta, et for me geleum tapacha. So when that person asks him anything, he never says no. Even if I sometimes ask Papa something, Papa might, might refuse. But when that person asks, it's because I was not Quran literate and that person took time out. And we don't realize when a person sits 
teaching Quran. It's not like teaching fiqh. It's not like teaching Arabic. It's not like teaching hadith where you, the only one speaking in the class, everybody listens. Quran is a one-on-one basis where you need to learn, listen to the person reciting correctly. Alif, Alif, Ba, Ba. So that bond. It is more, this is why Rasulullah has said that the best of you are those who learn it due to the difficulty at times and the effort that needs to be put in. It is an individual effort. You cannot just come in and hajj. You can, just, you can sit in any hajj class, any fiqh class and sit there. But Quran is an individual effort where you actually have to recite and make effort. And similarly with the person who teaches it. There has to be effort, insha'Allah ta'ala. So this is what Rasulullah says, that the best of you are those who learn the Qur'an and teach. Let us try and be the best, either by learning the Qur'an or teaching the Qur'an. And let us open up the floor for the young and old, insha'Allah ta'ala. And if you are but older, let this not be a reason for you not to learn the Qur'an. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then also just before we break, there was also another question that came through in relation to the question in which the person was asking, is it permissible to recite the Quran with gloves on because she doesn't have hudu and she's helping customers. Here's another question that came through. Can I recite the Quran I have downloaded onto my phone without hudu? Of course, you can recite the Quran on your. You can recite the Quran on your phone without to do that you have downloaded on your phone. No problem with that. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. The time is now three fifty-eight, and we are going to be ending off now with our program. However, I'm going to be asking Sheikh to make a closing du'a, inshallah, as well as uh, to also put that in the spirit of Ramadan coming up. Sheikh, Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursalin. Sayyidina wa Nabiyina wa Mawlana Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Allahumma rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiyul alim wa tub alayna ya Mawlana innaka anta tawabur rahim Allahumma tahir qulubana minal nifaq wa a'malana minal riya wa alsinatana minal kathib wal ghiba wa a'yunana minal khiyana فَإِنَّكَ تَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنِ وَمَا تُخْفِي الصُّدُورِ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا واحفظ أولادنا وارزقنا خيرا في هذه الدنيا يرحم الرَّاحِمِينَ اللهم بارك لنا في هذا الشهر وبلغنا رمضان يرحم الرحمن ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون سلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين from myself Yasmina Peterson as well as Sheikh Anwar Adamson we bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and have a great and blessed day further inshallah